0: Want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio Cape Pulpit. You're with Alana Fear. My program is called Body Matters, and today I've got a really interesting topic and a wonderful, wonderful person and friend, um, Lisa Van who's part of Cape Town um, Church of Christ, and she's going to talk about the topic about communication in marriage. And I think that this this is one of those topics that you know I think if, every marriage should learn more about because I don't Mm. know about you but we are always um, needing to improve, and it's just something that is so powerful. So I just want to welcome you, Lisa. Thank Thank you so much for coming, Um, and I know um, that your input is valuable. Um, Lisa's been, um, you're involved in ministry, women's ministry, and I really had to ask her to talk about this topic, because I know this is something that she's very passionate about, and children and families. So Lisa, just introduce yourself a little bit to Um, the audience, and who is Lisa, and what do you do? What's your <laughs> passion?
1: Well, first, thanks for having me. Um, my name is Lisa Panikak, and I'm an English girl who married an Afrikaans boy. Um, I have three beautiful boys. My Josh is 17, Daniel is 16, and Matthew is 12. And yeah, I've been a Christian for... Uh, over 30 years, and I've been in, involved in just different parts of the ministry. And like Alana said, I go to the Cape Town Church of Christ, and we've got ministries that go from kids, preteens. We've got a teen ministry, a campus ministry, uh, singles ministry, marriage ministry, worship ministry. And what I love about our church is that we do individual Bible studies to help people find themselves in you know, their own
0: space, if that makes sense. <laughs> Now, that is so awesome, Lisa. Um, I've known Lisa for a while, and do you know what I love about your church? And I know you talk, you're so passionate about it. I think you guys are family, Yeah, uh, really interconnected, and it's such a lovely place. I mean, I, from what I've heard and what you've told me and all the activities that's going on, it is so awesome. But I know your heart, Lisa, and I know, as I've mentioned earlier on to you guys, that Lisa's got such a passion for marriages and such a passion for children yes. and, uh, and just, just to see people flourish in general yes,
1: and, grow. and
0: grow as people. So I really just want to hit on communication, touch on that topic. In a nutshell, what is communication?
1: Well, I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the top five uh, definitions of communication from Google, which are really cool. So the first one is it's a means to propel you forward towards what it is you most desire out of your life, mm. which I find so wonderful because yes. that is what we want. We we want relationships to – we want to communicate so that we can get somewhere, you mm. know, in our friendships or relationships. The other one is um, to avoid a misunderstanding when things get lost in translation. So basically to clear things up like – Move your towel, not from the floor to another floor. <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> or move, your, yeah, yeah. move your towel into the wash basket. Um, developing strong relationships and bonding friendships. Uh, communication is to cultivate growth, which we mentioned. And also, my favorite one, especially because of marriage, is communication is to build trust and intimacy Shame. between.
0: People. Yeah, that is so powerful. So, where do we begin to learn about communication?
1: Well, first, let me, let me say I'm not an expert in this by any means. And um, there are incredible books written by amazing examples mm. of married life um, with just a lot of wisdom, successful marriages, you know, people that have been married a lot longer than Jacques and I. Um, that I think I wanted to share this briefly just from my own experience. What has helped Jacques and I, Jacques is my husband, (laughs) in case you're wondering. so
0: yeah, not your your Jacques, but my Jacques. So,
1: yeah, just how Jacques and I have navigated through our 21 years of marriage and communication. Mm. I wish I could tell you that we have, it's been great, (laughs) but the truth is our communication has been more like a roller coaster. And our friends, our close friends and mentors can also... um, I don't know, approve that or attest to that. Um, so roller coaster, I mean, sometimes we can have these amazing communication conversations that's slow and steady, moving forward. Uh, we can be calm, mm. we can be humble, uh, kind, self-controlled, we can be merciful, and then it ends so well. And we walk away feeling loved and understood, and we've grown and we're intimate. And then there are those times where we have a deep, meaningful conversation and it speedily goes downhill where there's a few screams in between, (laughs) (laughs) like a roller coaster. Uh, And it's opposite to what God intended communication to be. And it's left us, it's ended badly and left us leaving, you know, leaving us both feeling hurt and shamed and fearful of the future Mm. and stuck.
0: Mm. i think I think that's so beautifully said, because just coming back to reality. You know, I think it's small, smooth sailing. I mean, if you think about communication, there's times it goes well, like mm, you said. Mm. And then there's really times where it's so difficult, you know, depending on what situation you're in, how to express yourself, what emotional state you're in exactly, at the moment. So, yes. so much plays a, a role in how you convey what yes. you say. And sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you how say you it. Say but it. I know you probably going you say to, it. Yes, the timing, the place. And... I think it's something that, um, you know, every single person, this is not just marriage, this is life in general, to learn that skill of, you know, mm, how mm, to mm. communicate. And it's difficult because it's trial and And error. error. But let's take a short break, and then sure. we're going to touch a little bit more on the deeper essence of communication. Welcome back to Radio Cape Pulpit. You're with Alana Oelifew, and I have a, a friend in the studio who's part of Cape Town Church of Christ, and it's Lisa Van And Lisa's chatting a little bit about the topic of our communication, specifically in marriage. And um, as Lisa said earlier on, she's not an expert, but she has got a lot of experience in this field and she's talking about her own experience and I think in everyday life how do we communicate you know where do we start communicating so I think this topic is so relevant and Lisa again I want to ask you go back to that question where do we begin to learn about communication?
1: Well, I mean, I think we should probably start learning at school. I wish they had a subject on communication. They probably do now. Yeah, they do. Oh, do they? (laughs) I think so. But not in our day. But, you know, probably before marriage, I think if I could go back to my engaged self and have a little chat, Mm. I would tell myself to learn as much as I could about communication. Mm. But then in thinking about that I was in such a different place and I just Mm. was so excited to get married and so in love and and we just thought everything's gonna go well you know and the advice we got in the pre-marriage counseling we got I I think we didn't even hear much because we were just so excited to get married and um, you know I think also there's so much hopes and dreams and expectations that we're filled with and we can often feel or I mean Jacques and I felt at that time that our friendship was amazing, mm-hmm. and our communication was deep, so we'll be fine, you know, and we also made a decision that whatever comes up we'll just let all out on the table and yeah. sort it out like christian people and i think so so even in saying we should start before marriage, it's like what you said just now mm. it's trial and error, yeah, and I think if we've got. God and obedience to the scriptures and we try and follow him. And he has got so many examples and scriptures in the Bible
0: of how to communicate. Mm. And I think that would be a good start. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think to me, just to add to that, I think one of the things that the only way that we as human beings can express ourselves is through communication. And some people can communicate really well, as you know. Yes. And then there are people that really battle to express themselves. And um, I think it depends on what kind of person you are or your background and how you grew up. You know, it also depends on how you... You are able to, to bring across who you are. Yeah. And I think it's so important. You know, sometimes we, we, we kind of um, hold back on certain things, and then there's times we don't really know how to handle situations. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the thing about communication is, is that it is a necessity.
1: Don't yeah, you think? It's a, it such an
0: um, important thing, in whether it's relationships, whether it's with our kids, whether it is in your workplace or whatever, um, the skill of communication. And I think, like you said earlier on, where do you begin? Because not everyone is equipped. No one tells you this is hard to communicate, exactly. you know.
1: And, I, you know, I did read uh, an amazing book on parenting, and um, it helped me so much. It's the, the title is How to Speak So Your Kids Will Listen and How to Listen So Your Kids Will Speak. And mm. it literally is what the heading says. It, it gives you almost word for word sure. what to say so that your kids will. And that kind of communication, that help that I received mm. made a huge difference in the way I speak to, you know, my boys yes. and how I get out what their needs are from, mm. from my boys. And so I guess it's to learn that in marriage – Mm. Um, And I think we also get hurt so deeply because we love so deeply and we don't expect for our marriage to hit, you know, some rocky communication difficulties, but um, not to be surprised by it because, you know, we're two sinful people getting married, like you said, two different backgrounds, Mm. two broken. We're obviously broken in some way or another, and now we're trying to live as a unit and I think we should expect a few messy conversations. Yeah.
0: And any examples of, of, you know, how you can relate, how people could relate to this, you know, as in.
1: Well, I think in the beginning of our marriage, I three months into our marriage, I was sitting on a field in Rondebosch crying my eyes out <laughs> and thinking, what have I done? So they're relating to the panic and the fear of what might be when you see each other's sin. Mm. And you see each other's brokenness. I think that that surprised me the most because mm. we'd made these decisions and plans. And then when Jacques saw my son and, and was a bit taken aback and I saw his, and I just thought, oh, my word, what, mm. what do we do now? So um, that's one example I can think of then. We got a ton of marriage counseling we Mm. probably got more marriage counseling than most people in our church Mm. just because we've had very close friends with a lot of wisdom Mm. but i do remember asking a lot of advice and just their their input into the the detail of our relationship was just like pearls it was extremely extremely encouraging and Mm.
0: definitely needed And so, are you going to share a little bit later on about how, how, what, what, what um, advice you guys got on that marriage counselling? Because I know you've got so much to share. But you know what, Lisa? I also just um, wanted to mention that you know when I grew up, um, and just to give an example of my own Mm -hmm. um, thing, when in, in my family we had the freedom to express ourselves. You know, we yeah. we could talk and I don't know if it's an English thing that most people can, you know, in the English background where we're more open, you know, where we can challenge one another. And I found that I know that your husband's Afrikaans, mine and and sometimes there is almost like also cultural children. Cultural thing, absolutely. Because I find in, in the Afrikaans and I, I could be wrong, um, environments or whatever, there's a lot more um you know, more staunch, you know, they're more disciplined and they're only allowed to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if it is a cultural thing because I, I find there's a Definitely a big difference between myself and Jacques. Where for me, I could say, Hey, what's going on there? Or, you know, where I could just challenge something. Yeah. And for them, it was like something you don't speak about yeah. or you don't talk about or, you know, no one's ever approached that. You it's know, a, it's I, just like an indirectness. And I, I don't know if you found that also I think in a your... lot of things come to play. Um, culture the way we were
1: raised, yeah. the hurts we, we've Experience. w- experienced. Um, and so what what I wanted to also share is when we come into a marriage, what makes it difficult is that um, – You know, one of my favorite speakers is Andy Stanley, and I love him. He's just so, he breaks things down so simple. And he did a a lesson on just, we bring our boxes of hopes, dreams, and expectations into a marriage. And they're not all bad. It's just, um, you know, where we want to live, what job we want, what kind of wife we're going to be, you know, how many kids we're going to have, and, you know, all these wonderful dreams. But... We can easily give that box to our spouse mm-hmm. and expect them to make that come true, which I know mm-hmm. I've definitely done. And I think then what happens with that is it's unfair expectations, and it brings um, anxiety in the relationship. You know And, and these, these hopes and dreams can also come either from avoiding the bad past. If, you know, you definitely don't want to live the way you lived or something that you saw your parents do, you want to avoid that, which comes into, we bring it, that into a marriage or something that we want to recreate a good memory of the past. Um, and that also is, you know, in that box and, you know, can easily give it to our husbands and say, great, this is the marriage I want. And let's, you know, you can make it happen. Um so, so yeah, I think it becomes then a burden and a pressure to fulfill that role. Um, and then unfair expectations, it, it becomes more that they owe us that instead mm. of us being grateful for it. So, for instance, Jacques makes me coffee every morning. I am so grateful. Mm. And if he goes out, he leaves the coffee on and my cup next to it. And I wake up with his biggest smile. Um, but I think if that was an expectation for me, mm. that when he didn't do it, I'd be like, what?
0: Mm. Why
1: not? Or it would be more like when he brings the coffee, I'll be like, yeesh, you know, it's about time. What took you so long? Yeah. So that that intimacy of gratitude turns to frustration and ungratefulness. Mm. I don't know if that makes yes. sense.
0: And I think that ties in also nicely with um, – with the love languages. And yes. I think a lot of women, I think our love languages is definitely communication and quality time. I don't, I've never met any woman that said that's not priority. So we do have that expectation. And the way we communicated, it, it, could be either in a positive or negative way. Yeah. Like you said, you yeah. know, you, you were telling me um, earlier on in the week how you wanted to, going back to recreate what you had in the past. Yes. So maybe just give With us my that box example. of dogs. Yeah, so, so we, share that because well, we I think it's such a beautiful up, example. We grew up on a little plot. It was actually mm.
1: a big plot because I, I, that's how I remember it. And we had these two beautiful box of dogs and they were lovely. Mm. And uh, we had fruit trees everywhere. And I just, I loved my time there. It made mm. me feel so, so good. So now living in. The suburbs, I wanted two boxer dogs again. And um, we got them, and they're obviously so sweet as puppies, but way too much maintenance, mm. way too much energy. And, you know, the first one pretty much ate everything out of my studio and wasn't expecting that. And then we got a second one, and she ruined my garden. And mm. now, when in winter, they, they muddy my house like in 30 seconds. So, so not such a great dream recreated. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know you wanna you wanna do those things, and I mean the pressure that that puts on me as as trying to keep my house clean and also on because you have to take them for a
0: walk every morning. you know you didn't see that going yeah on. and and how does that would you say that ties in with the communication part? Do you feel like you have this expectation and because the other person doesn't have the expectation that it's frustrating?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, that that was a just a, a light-hearted um, example, but I think mm. for me, my love language is quality time. So I expect Jacques to give me that, mm. and when he doesn't, I get very hurt, mm. very frustrated, and feel very unloved. Yes. And his uh, quality or his love language is um, acts of service. Mm. So he. Also, and now we're talking about giving each other those boxes, yes, if he gave me that box, he would expect me to serve and to do all the acts of service mm. that makes him feel loved, mm. so I think it's it's that when you start to to have a relationship where each other owes you things, then that intimacy and we've been there we've definitely been there we don't it's ho- so hard to understand someone else's love language yeah. Um, or to speak their love language. So... When it's not yours. When it's not yours. I can talk about mine (laughs) for sure. It's
0: such a mission to do something when it's not really yours. (laughs) Also, when you don't understand and you think, why? Why must I clean the car? And you'll feel that makes no sense. Yes. No, definitely. Or my husband would bring me flowers, and I'm like, I'm not a gift person. Thank you so much. You put it there. But they can't understand, Shem. And that's their love language is giving. So it's very, very difficult. So... Lisa, why do you think communication gets difficult and complicated?
1: So I think it's like we spoke, Nana, about just the, what we bring into the marriage and expect from it. So I think also we can also bring, I, I can't, ex, I, I, the only example I can think of is like a duffel bag full of brokenness yes. and baggage. Yes. You know, and obviously we've all got a past, we've all got different pasts and I think it gets complicated when you haven't dealt with yourself. Mm. But then who has dealt with themselves mm. at the age you get married That's or when true. you don't know yourself. So I, I would imagine it's more like a subconscious bag of baggage mm. that we bring into the you know our marriage and if you've been brought up in a guilty household you'll be moved by guilt. You mm. know you'll feel that pressure and you'll feel the shame and that you have to do things. Uh, If you've, if there's mistrust, uh, pressure to perform, you know, a a lot of these are mine, Mm. but I didn't even know that I had them. And so we did go to a a counseling session once, a a workshop on life traps. And that's also just a huge topic Mm. that we can learn about why we communicate the way we do. And, um, you know, life traps are what's been instilled in us early yes. in our life. So, f- for instance, if your mother is overprotective, you will grow up feeling, doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not sure if this is safe or I'm not sure if I can do this. Yes. If you've grown up with abuse, obviously there is a lot of issues. No, anger, you've got a wall. Anger, wall. Uh, you won't let people close. You know, that. then mm-hmm. that's very difficult to navigate. Um. You know, I've, I've, I've got a lot of friends that have been that a, a, a B or an A was not good enough. And so sure. if everything was looked at, well, what could you have done better? Or, yes. And they've grown up with this huge pressure to perform. Mm. Um, people that have learned to work harder in order to cope, which is mm. the opposite of what God wants. You know, so all of these life traps and you bring them into your marriage, you don't even know that they exist. And your spouse doesn't even know they exist That Mm. makes it very difficult to navigate. Mm. And again, the only way to work through that is knowledge and learning about these things and seeing a psychologist, you know, someone that can help you figure out who you are so that between you and God, you are okay with yourself, Mm. you know yourself, and then you can communicate those things to your husband or your spouse or him to you So that you're on the same page. Like Mm -hmm. these conversations is is very difficult for me because I feel not good enough, which is my life trap, just by the way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I grew up with three older brothers and I always felt like I had to be a boy. And they always Mm -hmm. teased me. And I mean, good-hearted young men, but made me feel not good enough. Mm -hmm. And so if I can give you an example of how that destroyed my little marriage, Um, for instance, you know, I'd clean the house. Jock would come home and I was hoping he would see just everything that I've been doing. And the kids are alive and bathed. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'd have a bowl out on the counter. Mm. And his question would be, why is the bowl out on the counter? So from his side, it would be very an innocent comment, like, Are you what are you doing with whatever? Yes, but for me, I would react so badly because I I would feel I have spent the whole day cleaning Mm. and look around my friend. Suddenly, he doesn't, he's not my love anymore. He's my friend. And how can you comment on the one thing, you know? And I overreact, yes, because there's a deeper issue going on inside Mm. of me, it's not about the bowl. Yes. And I think those things, then that's very surprising to our spouse because he's thinking, wow, what just <laughs> happened to
0: my wife? <laughs> yes.
1: Why is she freaking out about a bowl? So those, those history comes into play and it wrecks and damages our communication.
0: Lisa, I want to agree with you so much. I mean, I've been in a healing for quite a long time. And we all grow up with issues Mm. You know We all have things Whether we had an overpowering dad Like you said I'm I'm just standing in agreement With an overpowering father Or a strict dad Or or whatever And or people have said things to us That hurt to us And at the end of the day When we get married, you bring all those things in, like Mm. you said, and you don't know why you're so angry. Like, I mean, whether it's to maybe you, you grew up, like you said, you know, always trying to please your dad or trying to please someone. Then you work, you work so hard, but when you don't get the recognition, and your husband says something, you snap, and it hurts deeper than it should. And it hurts deep, yeah. or you've been hurt before, and you've got a wall up, and then your husband says something that reminds you of that, and you push him away. Mm. And it comes, and when I think about that, scripture says, um, "Guard your heart with all diligence, because out of it comes the issues of life." Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't know what's going on in people's lives. But something can trigger off that um, anger or whatever it is, and we react and communicate out of that. And sometimes it's not what's what has been said; it's about the way we interpret it. Exactly. We've got so
1: many issues that that the story we feed our brain our whole life, or that has been instilled in us, yes. in our subconscious, will always win. Yes. So we that can have, lie. Exactly, that's lying, it's have all about all lies. All the knowledge in the world. We can have read books, memorized mm. scripture, we could have given advice, received mm. counseling. All that goes straight out the window for me anyway. When these <laughs> these deep emotions are triggered. Yes. So when I don't feel good enough, I go fuzzy with all the intellectual stuff. My emotions override yeah. the how we should behave as godly communicating yes. people. And so what I've found is this is for me the difficulty. Mm. This is where it becomes complicated because I need to take a break and get an understanding of so mm. why am I
0: reacting reacting so
1: badly? Because mm. I walked away from conversations and I thought, wow, what was that? You know, I thought I'd be this wonderful, calm, spiritual wife. And that was more like a mm. that was not very nice. Um and so Getting to know yourself, figuring out where these things come from, yeah. seeing people if they're deeper, getting counseling if, if, you know, these things are triggered and you can go and ask yeah. advice. Like, why do you think I reacted? Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Yes. So also, you know, what I found is that, like I said, emotions will override things. So our pride in a conflict situation will override the listening that God talks about. You know, um, keeping a record of wrong will override our mercy for each other. You know, our hurt and our insecurity Mm. will make us, it brings out the defensiveness in us. Our security and intimacy with our spouse will turn into fear and anger. Mm. And for me, definitely, fear in my marriage has been a huge uh I didn't even know I was fearful. Yes. I was—I thought it was anxiety, but I was fearful of conversation, fearful of confrontation, mm. fearful of the response, fearful yes. of me messing up, fearful of my own emotions. To be very honest, because mm. I—I I, struggle to verbalize them mm. and make sense of them. You know, so so all of that. You know, everything that goes behind. Uh, um, how do you say it? behind the scenes of a community, mm. of a conversation is what we need to focus on. Yes.
0: And I mean, if I just put it in a nutshell, we, we have certain things, we've got certain hurts, we've got things sometimes in our subconscious we haven't even dealt with, like you said. And then we're in a conversation or someone challenges you or someone says something to you. And the minute I think, and I, this is just me, the minute you react you need to question why am i reacting to this why am i feeling angry why am i feeling hurt and sometimes it's not that person's intention to hurt you all. or to challenge you or whatever But it brings up something inside of you that makes you take offense, and that's the whole thing where the Bible says we take offense, you know, Mm -hmm. um, to a lot of things. But I think that is out of our own our own undelt brokenness and our own brokenness that we haven't um, dealt with. And I think um, just in hindsight, just listening to you, I think we all got those trigger points. You know, that trigger us. And if we can identify, and I know you're going to chat a bit more about it, but when we can identify why we respond the way exactly. we do, because someone else will, will might not respond the same way. They might hear the same message and not respond to it, but you will respond to it. Yeah. And I think that is a good way to evaluate yourself. Absolutely. You know, and where you need to grow.
1: And it also is helpful in conversation when, you know, if I can say to Jacques, okay, it's making me feel not good enough. Yes, and to be vulnerable. Yeah, to be vulnerable in conversation. Uh, it's not always easier, but I'm just you know throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you, if I can say it to him, I, I said this the other day. I'm like, yo, you, please. I'm taking all of this personal. So it wasn't about what he was saying. Yeah. It was me. I could see you were
0: acknowledging actually.
1: I yeah. I could just. I could feel. I could see everything he said. I was just. And I said to him, I'm taking everything personal. Could you just give me a little bit of space just to regroup. A process. And process. Mm. Just so that you know I'm not in the best space for this. Um, mm. And it was good. It, it oh. was
0: good. It ended well. He's like, sure, no problem. And, you know. I, th- I think what you're just saying to me is, you know, even in a marriage, we need to give each other safe space mm. to fail.
1: Because
0: mm. sometimes... I think we are hard on one another. Like you don't want to hear what I'm saying and you're acting that way. So now I'm going to react to you and you're going to react to me. Of course, it's like a ping pong match. Where you can actually sit back and say, okay, I I don't know how you're seeing this situation. Because some people can express themselves well and others don't. They just shut down. Mm. And then the other person doesn't have a clue what's going on. You know, why are you reacting this way? Or I think the worst kind of communication for me is when someone just shuts you off completely and they don't talk to you for two, three days. You see, there's that, all these I know. The I know. fence mechanism yeah. is that you put up and then you, you, you either you shut down, you, you don't talk. And then there's people that just lash out. And then you get people that react in so many different ways. And um and, and instead of saying, this is how, like you said, vulnerable, this is how it makes me feel. You know, I feel hurt when you say that. I don't understand why I'm feeling hurt, but something is bringing up this emotion. Mm-hmm. Can you just give me some space to process this and identify the roots of where it's yeah. coming from? And I think that's when we get to a place where we're more mature in our communication. Because at the beginning you just lash out or you put your wall up and, you you know, you just back off and, you, you know, it's that yeah, urge think, and you don't process it. I think also one of Satan's
1: weapons, I believe, in marriage is that we feel isolated and alone and embarrassed to be open. So we feel like we're the only ones experiencing that. Mm. You know what I found so interesting is I did go through a very difficult time uh, about nine years ago. I had like an emotional breakdown. Everything was too much Mm. and physically not doing well. And so I went on antidepressants and I just felt when they kicked in, like two weeks apparently was the time, literally two weeks, I felt so much better. Mm. And it just helped me to understand mercy. I know this is a really odd way to understand mercy, but I found my understanding of God's mercy to me is that he loved me two weeks ago when I was completely messed up and making such bad decisions. His love for me is exactly the same after. Mm. And so, you know, the the guilt and the how hard I was on myself because of my behavior, it just helped me to see that, you know what, we're all broken and we all need help. Yes. And we're not alone. Yes. And you know, the more conversations I have about communication in marriage or love languages, so many people feel the same way. Mm. There's there's not one response I've got that says, Oh no, we don't experience that at all. Mm. <laughs> and and most times when I mentioned antidepressants, a lot of the moms around me were like, "Oh, really? What are you on? Who's which doctor did you go to? Or maybe I need some." Yeah, you know, because we're all we're all struggling, but we don't
0: voice it. And sometimes I think you feel ashamed to go and get totally, help. You know, totally. I don't want to tell people I'm on antidepressants. I don't want to let people know I'm struggling or, or whatever yeah, or the case coping. is, or not Everyone coping. Everyone feels You're like or should apart. be coping. And you isolate yourself. Mm. And I think that is the, the worst thing to do is to isolate and shut down, you know, um, expression communication. For me, also with my, with, with my Jacques, I think sometimes, um, if I, I was just scared to confront at one stage because I was scared of his reaction. But then I realized, but, but his reaction is not my problem. And I needed to be truthful to who I am. And Mm. I I think a lot of people are scared to confront other people, even when what they feel in their hearts is true, because of of other people's reactions. Mm. So then you end up just compromising who you are, you know, because you don't actually like what that person's doing, but you go along with it or you never confront it. And I, I don't know if that's sometimes in, in marriages, it could be that yeah. where, you know, I don't really like what you're saying, but I'm too scared to tell you I don't like it. Then you put up with it. And that, that eventually builds up that resentment and that bitterness and that anger. Where I think where I've learned or where we've progressed is to be honest. And sometimes I would say to my job, just example, I know you're not going to like what I'm going to say to you, but I need to be honest because I need to be true to who I am. Because if I don't say this to you, I'm going to build up anger and resentment and bitterness and eventually it's going to explode. And then I'm not even going to know anymore where it came from because it's been going on for so long. So for, for me, just in my personal capacity, is to be honest. Mm. That's my part to play. And for him to receive, if he, even if he doesn't like what I'm saying, to sit back and say, I'll think about it. You know, and that's just a start. And there's mm, so many mm, small mm. ways that we could could start resolving yes, or working on our communication. Because there's a lot of people that don't like confrontation. And there's a lot of people who don't know how to communicate. they just... Don't say anything. Mm. And you doing yourself injustice by not verbalizing, by sure. not speaking, by not being truthful to yourself mm. at the end of the day. But yeah, um so how can we grow in our communication? I don't even know if we've we've overlapped that. No, but we've
1: probably overlapped all the topics. But I've got a few practicals. Yes. But I'm gonna use God's advice because that always you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> yes. So there's there are so many scriptures in the Bible about communication. It really, God wants us to have relationships that work, mm-hmm. marriages that work, friendships mm-hmm. that work. He wants, you know, as much as God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and Scripture help us, so do our deep spiritual friendships mm-hmm. also help and support mm-hmm. us. And he wants us to grow in all those kind of communications, communications with our children, how to speak so they'll listen, how to speak so they'll feel respected. Um, And I think in marriage, we need to learn God's ways of communication. So in James 1 verse 19, I'm sure you know the scripture. It says, Mm. be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's the hardest thing for me to obey Mm. that scripture in conflict. You know, with my friends and out (laughs) of conflict, I'm like, oh, as humble as humble can be. But to bite my tongue and not speak, whoa, yeah. you know, and that scripture God puts in there for a reason yeah. it's so difficult. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, obviously, which is everyone loves the scripture. Mm. Love is patient. Love is kind. Does not envy. Does not boast. It is not proud. It does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth. It protects, trusts, hopes, perseveres. Love does not dishonor one another. It's not self-seeking. It doesn't keep a record of wrong. Mm. Again, such a lovely scripture, yes. but so hard to obey inside a marriage. Mm. Patience. I mean, the very first, the very first word is a is a killer for me in a in a <laughs> conflict. You know, in a deep meaningful conversation. To be patient. Oh my gosh! Now I've got to get through all of the other love stuff. It's just so hard. Uh, another scripture, Ephesians um, four verse two is to be. Completely humble and gentle, patient, um, and bearing with one another in love. Mm. Again, completely humble. Now, I've been a Christian for a while and I've learned the, how would we say it? the practices of humility. Mm. No, sure. Why don't you go first and I'll listen? Or no, no. Well, you know, you got yes. the right words you've got. And, 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 I, and I believe we do have a level of humility yes. because we love God, but completely humble. Mm.
0: Wow. It's a little yeah. bit. That's a little bit, Yeah, you know. Seems humanly impossible. That, yeah, we need a lot of God <laughs> and yes. His spirit
1: in that scripture. And one that goes with it is Proverbs 19 verse 11. Is that it is to your glory to overlook an offense? There are there's hundreds of scriptures. There there is proverbs is full of God saying, get advice, you know, um, wisdom. Get wisdom. Get advice. You know, uh, what was the one scripture? A nation will fall for lack of counsel. Mm. You know, make plans by seeking advice. And I believe this with our marriages. Mm. I, Jacques and I have got a ridiculous amount of advice because we are not good at communication. Mm. Sometimes we are and mm. sometimes we really not. And I don't think – I think there's many people that go through that. And to be able to grow, to, to – understand that about ourselves and get advice from people that are ahead of us yes. who've got better marriages or, you know. Just work through it. Work through it. Um, so here's a few practicals. Can I give a yeah, few practicals? Yeah, of course. Um, pray together before a
0: conversation.
1: It always brings in a huge amount of humility.
0: Sure. sure. If you're angry with one another, that is very hey, hard. Hey, let's pray, Let's darling. pray together
1: before um to obviously get to know yourself, like we discussed, your life traps, your box of expectations, yeah. your triggers and your hurts play a um, huge emotional role in not communicating well. Um, Obviously, choose the right time. Mm-hmm. This is very hard for Jacques because yes. I wake up with a lot of stuff on my mind. And I'll say, oh, you know what? We need to blah, 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 blah. And then he'll say, can we just, just have a second just to wake
0: breathe. up. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: when is a big thing? You know, yes. if, we, if Jacques and I are both very stressed, very tired, um, there's too much pressure at work. And we try to have a, okay, here's what I see in your character conversation. Oh, my goodness. It never goes well. Yes. Um, or you're tired. Oh, you're tired. Yeah, mm-hmm. so choose choose maybe once a week. I know this sounds odd. Once a week, say Thursday night at 6 o'clock, for an example, that that will one hour we're just going to talk about our marriage mm-hmm. and see where we're at um, mm-hmm. so that it's not in a conflict situation. It's completely. so. And that's where I found it very helpful because then I can say to Jacques or Jacques to me, you know, when you speak in the morning, it's very hard mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. It, it actually angers me because I need peace, you know or when you interrupt me, it, it takes away the importance of my conversation mm. and that frustrates me. So all yes. those, those little bits of deeper communication about your communication. But that's honesty. is very helpful. Yeah. But again, not in conflict. Yes. So there's a difference because you those things in conflict, you don't hear them because you've got all these emotions mm. emotion mm. stirring. But say on a very, when you're calm and you are at peace and you love each other to death. Then we can talk about, okay, this is what helped, this is what not helped. Here are my triggers, so please don't say that. Things, things like that. And then obviously what you said, speak the truth in love. Not yes. just the truth, but do it in love. All those things of love, patience, yes. Yeesh. good luck. That's how God
0: wants us yeah. to communicate. So, yeah. And I think that's a true when you speak things in love. It's to be vulnerable when you can say to someone, you know, I'm scared to chat to you because I don't know how you're going to react or I feel scared when you get upset or, or whatever. Sometimes we don't want to admit the way we feel, but I, sometimes I, I really honestly believe that vulnerability to say this is how you make me mm, feel. Absolutely. You know, sometimes the other person doesn't even know how you feel. But just to say, listen, when you when you raise your voice, it makes me fearful Mm. when you don't talk to me, it makes me feel insecure. You see, we don't want to be the lesser and that's being humble. I think even saying this is how it affects me. And I think that is it. And there's also a time to speak and a time to listen. You know, like you said, the timing, getting that timing, right. When do you speak? When don't you speak? And I think I just want to add to that. Lastly, I think The most important thing, and not just for us, um, but for our children, is to create a safe space to be who God created you to be. Mm. And I believe that a healthy marriage and a healthy family is when we create that opportunity when our children are allowed to communicate with us truthfully without having to fear. Because mm. there's a lot of kids who don't speak the truth. Why do people lie? I mean, if you think about it, people lie to one another to, to hide the truth because they don't know what the reaction is going to be mm. like, you know, or what the other person's reaction is going to be like. Just Something that came to mind, and I know it's probably just throwing everybody off course, but, I no, was thinking, but I'm true. thinking back Speaking to Speaking the
1: truth in love yeah. is honesty, but that in love is a huge, huge, yeah. it's, it's, it's important. Otherwise, the truth won't be heard. And that's what I find is if I'm trying to communicate something to Jacques, and it's absolutely true, but I don't do it in love, yes. it's pointless. It bounces it pointless. straight off. And it, it's pointless. So it, it, it is doesn't pointless. get heard, and it doesn't have an effect. We don't grow mm. from it. It would be better if I said nothing. Mm. So that's something that obviously
0: we, we need to learn how to. How to? And um, I just thought of a story, Nana, and I'm just going to add this quickly before we take a break. I remember once um, I um, pulled my car out of the driveway, and I was on my way, and I was taking the kids to school. And for some other reason, I bumped my car, but it was in the front. I don't know. I hit it somewhere on the <laughs> side of the wall. And I remember sitting in the car and I said to all the kids, you better not tell your dad. <sighs> don't say anything. And they were like, oh, okay, well, they didn't even respond. And so a week later, I forgot that I bumped my car on the front. <laughs> on the front. And I was, got all the kids in the car and Jacques came out as I pulled my car out and he said, Stop. I was thinking, why is he stopping me? And he comes to my window, like knocks on the window. says to me, who bumped the car there in front? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, so I rolled up my window. And I was, as I pulled out, all the kids said, Mommy, you said to us, we must never lie. You better go home and tell Daddy the yeah, truth. Yeah. And anyway, so I dropped the kids off at home. But coming back... I realized the reason I didn't want to tell him is because I was so scared he was going to get angry. And so we lie to cover up because sometimes we are so scared to, to 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 receive that conflict. We don't want the conflict. Anyway, I prayed about it all the way back and I said to the kids, you know what, you're right. Because mommy taught you to be honest and I will be honest when I get home. And when I spoke to Jacques about it, he was fine. But it's just a silly example of mm. of things that we cover mm. and sometimes our kids do the same when we are always on their case. We don't give them opportunity to be truthful mm. because of the way we respond to them. So we actually stagnate a lot of communication by the way we respond to our kids mm. when they tell us even the truth. And we don't want to hear it. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there if it makes sense. But let us take a short break and then we'll come back. Thank you. I just want to welcome everyone back to Radio Cape Pulpit. You're with Alana Willy for you. And we are chatting about the topic about communication in marriage. And I've got a friend of mine, Lisa Van from from um, your church is? Cape Town Church of Christ. Cape Town Church of Christ. And Lisa's just been involved with a ministry work. And she's also just got such a passion and a heart for families and children. And we, I've just asked her today to just share from her experience a little bit about communication so we've just had a a very general topic of our communication how we experience it and her own experience and so we're nearly at the end of the program so I just want to ask you Lisa is there anything um, you know on this topic that you would just like to share with with the moms out there or you know just just women or anyone that that feels Mm. you know how they can communicate better I think
1: Another thing that's helped Jacques and I is the topic on mercy mm-hmm. in communication. So, you know what, we, we're all trying to do our best. We really are. I mean, uh, Jacques loves me. I love him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, learning about communication but learning about mercy, be merciful with yourself. You don't have to do it all. You don't mm-hmm. have to put all this pressure on you to be the best wife, The you know, the best of whatever – um, a good mom get everything organized and cope. The husbands also they don't they're not perfect. They don't mm. have to fulfill all your expectations for you to be happy. Mm. You know the the you love God, love each other, and be merciful mm. with each other.
0: That is so beautiful. Thanks, and and also just something I was. Um, Listening to, I was listening to a podcast this week where someone mentioned, I think it was um, Rob, oh, I'm trying to think, one of the pastors, and he was talking about the tongue being, you know, so powerful it can set a whole bush on fire, and um, you know that that only, it says, no man can tame the tongue, and um, only the Holy Spirit, and I think just to... Give the listeners advice. You know, we all struggle. We all fall short of the glory of God, but it's something that we can really trust the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper, and we can call on Him any time to help us in every situation, whether it's to communicate in our marriages with our children. Sometimes it's just the Holy Spirit that can that can remind us of things, or just. Just to be sensitive to the spirit when we are going to sit and chat to our children mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. chat to our spouses and sometimes just to give us wisdom, you know, what to say. Because sometimes often when you know you have to confront someone or you need to really get something off your chest, sometimes it's so hard Um but the Holy Spirit is there. Mm. And, and and I think that's so powerful. God has given us a helper mm. in every situation. So Lisa, don't you want to just end off praying for our sure. listeners and then and then we can end our program for today. Sure. Father God, thank you so much for just this time
1: that we've been able to talk about you, Father, and talk about your scriptures and talk about communication and just try and navigate through uh, the marriages that you've given us, um, the relationships you've given us and the children you've given us, just to be able to grow in communication, to be more godly, for for your name to be glorified, Father, and to, to just do things your way and not our way. Father, I pray that you will help us to live out the scripture of love and um, learn how to put these things into practice. We need you so desperately, Father. And we love you, and I pray for all of this in your Son's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank pleasure. you for sharing you. from your experience and just from your heart. You know, it's just so easy listening to you, and you know, you just you just speaking from being honest. This is where we are at. You know, and I love that about you. So thank you so much for joining it's a me, and to the listeners out there, I just hope it was encouraging, and even to all of this, that there's something that you could just pick up and say, either I can relate to that, or you know what, this is helpful, and so yeah. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I'll chat to you all again next Saturday at the same time. So, from me, Alana, Willie, for you, have a beautiful, wonderful week. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.